This podcast is brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within federal, state, and local government agencies. States struggle to staff their IT organizations, and the hardest position to fill and retain is that of the IT security practitioner. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com, and I'm pleased to welcome Chad Grant. He's a policy analyst at the National Association of State Chief Information Officers and author of the just-released report entitled State IT Workforce Under Pressure. The report is based on a NASIO survey of about 40 state CIOs. Thanks for taking time to chat, Chad. Oh, thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. The survey asked what skills present the greatest challenges in attracting and retaining IT employees, and 52% of state IT officials responding said security, the only discipline to be designated by more than half the respondents. Why are states having problems attracting professionals with IT security skills? I think the main problem that exists as states are starting to look at uh, hiring freezes, um, furloughs, and and just the elimination of vacant positions, states are starting to uh, have to coordinate in, in certain areas. We did a survey in 2007, actually, that uh, kind of reflects the results this year. That security was actually the hardest position to actually fill for um, state CIOs. Some of the main concerns that kind of come from that is that there's just not budgeting at some times. I know that the state of Michigan in the past went from basically having uh, 1% of their of their budget go towards security, when after actually going through a consolidation process, we're able to at least move that up to 2%. There are ways to try to uh, increase that area, but the main thing with security and, and the issue um, that's the hardest part of filling those those high skill set uh, roles is just finding the, the right amount of people. Um, I mean, there's there's people that can fill the lower skill set roles because of the influx of unemployment, but the main problems that exist are, are filling uh, those higher positions like security, uh, project management, architecture. And we've actually seen a, a large increase in application and mobile application development support, strictly because of smartphones' popularity becoming so much more and, and folks' uh, concerns with security around that. But one thing to kind of take into account also is that despite if security, uh, it is the, the most uh, challenging uh, role to actually fill, the security is also something that, that's included in all these other roles. If you look at project management or architecture, or some of these other uh, um, issues, security is a part of that. So that is something that, that's also to kind of be uh, to take in and also kind of consider is, you know, security is inclusive with, with all of these elements. So You know, I think that's a really, really good point you're making there because you really can't isolate security these days from almost any aspect of information technology. So people who are developing applications or managing networks or whatever need to have some kind of security elements, some kind of security understanding to perform their jobs. Do you know if states are taking people who might have some of that kind of security experience and moving into into a more concentrated security role? The security roles that they are, they're trying to recruit folks that they have a little bit more experience. Um, the kind of the results we got back from the states is that they're using innovative strategies that they haven't used in the past strictly because the actual incentives are, are, de- are declining. The pay is, is possibly not as competitive with the private sector, but things they are using are they're trying to still push uh, how benefits are available, you know, the, the traditional uh, benefits from states. And then also some other, some other strategies they're using are uh, actually recruiting retired uh, civil service workers or retired military folks that have worked in this area or possibly even bringing in uh, contractors under uh, under into the civil service and, and working with the state that already have quite a bit of involvement actually in that area. 
areas. So they're trying to find people that are experienced in those areas. Um, it's a, such an important area that, and it's such a growing area with the incre- increase in how many attacks there are against the states. I mean, the, this is an area that has all the vital information for states. If you look at a citizen's uh, information, it has health records, uh, social security numbers, date of birth, address. All the information needs to be secure. Uh, we've, we've been hearing about things like in New Jersey school systems where hackers are trying to get into that information. Allocating the right amount of money towards security is important. And actually, uh, Nancy did a report with or a survey with Deloitte um, in 2010. Actually, kind of took a look at that. Our states uh, applying enough dollars towards security, and what we found was that states were allocating approximately one to three percent of their budget towards security, and that, that's closer to one percent most likely. When industry is actually applying approximately five percent, that'd be probably in the financial services industry, approximately five percent. So it's also trying to allocate that right amount of money towards the budget for security as as it becomes more important. And, and a lot of things are being digitized, and, and you know, moving over to some centralization and consolidation of services has has created you know some different strategies and some different challenges in itself. So The survey results sometimes can be a bit frightening, I think, for some people who read it. Uh, the CIOs report that hiring freezes and elimination of vacant positions continue. Two-thirds of the respondents say they anticipate having to reduce staffs. That in mind, is there an exception to IT security? I wouldn't say there's an exception. I mean, it's going to become more of a concern, but like you said, you know, two-thirds of CIOs expect uh, expect to have a staff cut. That's the major concern, especially when the, those states are anticipating that, you know, those baby boomers that are moving out that do have this knowledge base and, and are a bit more seasoned in these roles are, are going to be leaving in, in anywhere from, we had respondents from their state may have a 2% to some that even re- reported that they might have 20% of their IT staff leaving. So, that, you know, that's a real that's a real uh, brain drain if you of folks that are leaving that may have uh, experience in this area. So, I'd say there shouldn't be an exception to security, and, and I think there's a real reason why CIOs have, have really put their, their top concern when they're trying to look for skilled IT staff. Is this inability to find people who can deal with IT security plus the, the brain drain that's potentially there, is this putting state IT systems at risk? I think state CIOs are, are, are mixed on that. If they have the right people, I wouldn't say they're – they're, they've necessarily missed the void or they, they're not able to fill in and, and make sure these systems are, are safe. I think they're willing to, to make sure they're doing their best. What some of the states have done to try to curtail this is they've worked towards using a workforce assessment. But unfortunately, we've seen that only 24% of the states actually do a workforce assessment right now that they apply to their work, workforce plan. So we're hoping that those states you know, will start to use this a little bit more. And we've had responses from states saying you know, they started to use a bit of an assessment to kind of use their strategies to try to fill some of these gaps with, with that kind of reflects some of their um, actual, I guess, priorities and strategies for, for their state. And, and I know for the state CIOs, one of the main things, and each year, uh, NASIO does a, a survey of our EIOs, and security this year is actually number seven, you know, taking a look at some of those things like risk assessment, governance, authority, budget resources that are actually available for security, some of the insider threats. You know, there's a lot of different things that state CIOs need to consider, and, and security is one of the prime things. It's just hard to work within those boundaries sometimes when, when you're looking at budget and cost controls in a state. Uh, I'm a little confused. Uh, when you say it's number seven, seven in specifically what? Yeah, we actually do a, uh, a state CIO top priorities, and for 2011, we have a 1 through 10 of some of the priority strategies, management processes, and solutions. And then we also have a top 10 thing that state CIOs are looking at for priority technologies and applications. So I guess when I say 7, it's just 
where it kind of came in, it's one of the top 10 things that state CIOs are, are, are worried about for 2011. Uh, let's go back to this brain drain, as you said, and you, I think it was on average about one quarter of state IT employees can retire within five years. But at the same time, I believe the survey said people are delaying their retirement because of personal financial concerns caused by the recession. Is the fact that experienced IT personnel not retiring good because expertise remains with the, within the state IT organizations? Or could it be worrisome because of their higher salaries that might force cuts elsewhere? I think it has kind of a two-edged sword in that regard. I mean, on one side, you're right, you're, you're maintaining these staff that are able to fill those roles. But at the same time, you know, these are the people that are postponing and filling these positions where there could be a tsunami at once. You know, what we talked about was basically in 2007, we would have a wave of baby boomers retiring. And by delaying those retirements by five years, it's almost turned into what people have turned the tsunami of retirement. It could be a hindrance because there could be more people leaving at once. And there's actually anecdotal evidence that some of the state workforce is actually younger than the federal workforce. So this, this could actually be coming at us sooner than later is the major problem. But, but there are instances, you're right, where people took earlier retirements just because their state may have had certain incentives for them to leave. But the most common thing that state CIOs were seeing is that IT staff were indeed just postponing retirements. And just to be clear, so I understand this, when you talk about tsunami, you're talking about instead of having an even flow of those that are reaching retirement ages, the delays we're seeing in the next couple of years may just really be a, this big tidal wave that may occur, say, three, five years out when people who should have retired now, plus those who are going to retire three, five years old, do it once. Yeah, it, it would be those people that have been eligible for retirement and those people that will potentially uh, be eligible in the, in the next uh, probably five years is, is what they expect. So, yeah, that, that is a group that, you know, could be approaching pretty quickly. And But there are, there are certain things, you know, as, as those folks start to, you know, lean towards retirement or, or move out of the system, that, that we need to bring new people into the system. So the state CIOs are trying to look at, you know, how can they position themselves to uh, work with the civil service system, to work with their HR departments, to try to bring people in with, you know, advocating of its package, um, the job stability, which has become a, main, a big issue in, in the U.S. right now with uh, unemployment being a little over 9%. And then, you know, right now one thing that's being hit is pension retirement and retirement plans. Um, it looks like a lot of states are starting to take a look at that, and it's gr growing in concern. Is that still going to be an incentive for uh, recruitment? So there are some, some things where you're going to see these folks leaving, but I guess – at the same time, I really want to emphasize that the state CIOs are also trying to strategize on bringing in new, talented, and people that are up to date on, on these new systems and maybe looking at as these folks leave and these legacy systems go away, new people coming in. So, so to conclude, what encouraging things can state CIOs, state CISOs look toward uh, in a com when it comes to finding qualified IT security personnel? I think right now the one upbeat that we really saw is that um, for those lower-level jobs, those entry-level IT positions, because of the unemployment rate right now, they are getting a lot of resumes. You know, they're getting people that are trying to get into those roles and are able to fill those roles relatively easily. But sometimes they do have delays because of the civil service system and, you know, kind of the cumbersome time period that it takes sometimes to get those folks through. But overall, there are some positives. I mean, I guess the, the main thing that people are trying to look at is just the succession planning and how to really strengthen uh, a multi-generational workforce that we're going to have here, especially as, you know, there's there's sort of divide between the older and the younger. So we got, we got to adjust to that a little bit. Thanks, Chad. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. 
I've been speaking about IT and IT security personnel challenges facing state governments with Chad Grant. He's a policy analyst with the National Association of State CIOs. I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.GovInfoSecurity.com.